welcome to the Shepcast. This is Sophie Serna reporting from Bilbao, Spain, and having a conversation about study abroad and our experiences here. So as I said, my name is Sophie Serna. I'm a fourth year civil engineering student, and I'm currently studying in Madrid, Spain, at Comillas University. Uh, my name is Fernando Rossio. I'm a third year computer engineer. I'm studying um, part of my business minor in La Universidad Pompeu Fabra in Barcelona, Spain. What's up, guys? I'm Danny Gamejo, and I'm studying computer engineering at UF. I'm currently my third year, and I'm here at Comillas University in Madrid, Spain. Okay, and we're gonna answer some questions that you guys sent in for us about study abroad, about our experience. So the first one is gonna be, what is the application process for studying abroad? So this depends a lot on like your major and what classes you're taking. So for example, I'm doing some my civil engineering classes, so my study abroad program would be through the College of Engineering. So in order for me to do that, I talked with Ping, which is the study abroad advisor, kind of to see what universities were available to me with what classes. And I kind of just cross-referenced that with whatever classes I had left to take. Um, I was actually going to study abroad my second year, but due to COVID, I had to postpone it to my fourth year. So I just saved all of those classes that I had to take, which we're going to talk about later, like what classes we're taking and all of that. But the application process is very, very simple. You just kind of fill out an application on who you are as a student, what classes you're taking, and approval from your like college of engineering advisor. And in my experience, everyone gets accepted if you meet like the GPA requirements and everything and of course if spots are available um, but yeah it's a super easy application process all you have to start doing to begin is kind of seeing when you want to go and start talking to Ping. Uh, yeah for me it was sort of similar to Sophie's experience but it, it also took like some turns because I didn't do it through the uh, College of Engineering um, so for example I also saved my classes of like three classes that I wanted to kind of take in Spain um, and that were kind of the next step so I kind of took all my engineering classes and such. But at least for me, um, there was only two spots for each program in each like city or country. And luckily, it's like a rolling admission. So if you're kind of the first one to apply and stuff and nobody else does, you kind of get accepted. And they obviously give preference to um, business students, which I was like majors, like people like in I don't know, marketing or such and stuff. And that wasn't the case for me, but luckily I got the spot. And uh, yeah, I came to Barcelona. And uh, I think it's, I'm going to be repeating similar to what uh, Fed and Sophia said, where uh, the, the application process for me was just talking to Ping. She told me, like, hey, these are your options. I'm like, okay, Spain looks kind of cool. Uh, we can do that. It was pretty uh, straightforward. Uh, once you talk to Ping, she'll give you all the instructions, and you just say, like, okay, like, I want to take this class, I want to take that class. I guess one major suggestion that I would say is that, like, I think it would be best to do it anywhere between like your like spring of sophomore year or fall of junior year or like around like plus or minus one semester of those because uh, any later you're not gonna have all the classes like that you want to take abroad. So like if I had taken like some classes that I'm taking right now at UF, like I'm, I only have like like very little classes left at UF. I have very little wiggle room to like you know choose classes here. So I would say just don't wait too long to do it because the more you, you wait, the less options you have. All right, so the next question is, what classes are you taking and how hard are they compared to the UF ones? Uh, yeah, so I'm taking currently um, business marketing, um, a class called organization, inter uh, like company entrepreneurship and stuff, and which are the two equivalents that I will get at UF. Um, and then I'm taking an international marketing class and a uh, web analytics class. Um, I would say that workload is like very minimal <laughs> compared to UF and especially engineering. I, I guess like I'm not really a good point of reference because I'm taking classes that 
I normally wouldn't ever take on stuff, but at least compared to the ones I did take on business, it's a lot less work and it's very, very much focused on like the exams. So all my exams are at least 40% of the grade, um, which, you know, like kind of a lot of the grade depends on that. One other thing is that if you fail the class, you can retake the test to get a higher grade and therefore pass the class, which is obviously something that we don't have in the US. Um, so yeah, I mean, they, they're very, very interesting and I really like the business classes. It's just like a completely different like system and a completely different like um, kind of way of looking at education. Yeah, and I'm taking, well, I'm doing computer engineering at UF, so they're all you know, more engineering oriented. So I'm taking surrogates, engineering stats, and two electives and one class online at UF. And overall, I would say like, like difficulty-wise, I took circuits at UF, and I actually like I took it in combination with a lot of other classes. So I had to drop it because like it was just, the amount of homework was like insane, um, which I'm really grateful for because now that I'm taking it here, like the workload is significantly less, and like I still feel like I'm learning actually a pretty decent amount. So you get all the pros without any of the cons. Like you get to do a lot of good learning without having to like sit down to 20 hours with the homework every week. And I think you can say the same thing for like stats as well. Like stats at Engineering stats that you have, from what I've heard, at least I can't. I haven't taken that one, so I can't say like, um, like the homework. The homework load is like significantly less, so it's honestly like a cheat code in my opinion. Because you know, you get the same credits for the same classes, you learn the same stuff, without like you know having to like go do a bunch of hard stuff. So um, yeah, overall, uh, I think combining my online UF class as well was pretty good because I also like you know technically in contact with the university. Yeah, so I'm also in Comillas, so I'm taking engineering statistics. I'm taking sustainable engineering slash environmental engineering. I'm taking Spanish culture through films, and then one UF online class that's like a wildlife course. So as kind of like both Camejo and I are doing, we're not taking all of our classes at Comillas. Um, I think what Pink told us for the semester is that you have to take minimum of three classes or nine credits um, at your international university, and you can take like one UF on class to meet the 12 classes that you need for Bright Futures. Something we forgot to mention is that Liz Camejo and I were doing a UF exchange program. There are different types of study abroad programs. I can't speak on all of them, but the UF exchange is literally as if you're taking UF classes just abroad. Um, we get a grade for it, like it's not pass-fail, so we get a direct credit for it. Um, and due to that reason, we also get Bright Futures to cover our tuition costs, just as they would at UF. So kind of given that, I'm taking those classes, and as Camejo said, honestly, there is not much of a workload in comparison to my ones at UF. Like, for example, for statistics, we have, like, I think it's, like, three exams that cover the majority of our course, and we have, like, homework, but it's not like you have to, like, do too much of it. Like, it's very simple. Like, I did my stats homework in maybe, like, two hours, and, like, it's a, this is the first homework that I've done, and it's mid-February. So I guess you kind of get an idea of that. So personally, it hasn't been overbearing at all, but you do consider, like, if you're taking, for example, like, thermo and statics and like physics too you know the workload might be a little tougher since those classes are tougher within themselves um so for example my spanish culture class i like watch movies and learn about spanish history and spanish culture so it is not anything mind-boggling or rigorous so just overall recommendation take the easiest classes that you can in terms of content so you can avoid anything like a hard class like thermo or physics two etc just because although the classes are generally easier um, you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you're going to get a lot of hard or complicated workload. Okay, so next question is, why did you decide to study abroad, and why did you pick the study abroad location that you're at? So, me personally, um, I love to travel, and uh, 
kind of got to study these next few years, so kind of really good combination. Uh, also, it's just like a really cool opportunity to like meet new people and go to new places and have a completely different experience. Uh, I think doing this now and being here, it's like, very lucky to do it. So I honestly would recommend everyone who's like, you know, willing to go out and explore, like do it. And my location, funny enough, I've said this like quite a number of times, but um, it's like people here. But originally I wanted to do France because I want to learn French. Um, and the reason I didn't end up going with it, I ended up doing Madrid instead was because um, uh, the location that was in France that was offered was basically like one hour outside of Paris. And it was basically a Gainesville in Paris. And as much as I love Gainesville, I want to have like a different experience and stuff. And I also wanted to be like, be in a big city. So I chose Madrid precisely because it's the university is in the smack center of the city. And overall, I've been to Spain, which I was looking for a new experience, but I've explored a lot of new Spain. Basically, like we're in Bilbao. So uh, yeah, location, uh, new places, like options, like, you know, options available. And um, yeah, that was pretty much it. Fortunately, like on a last note, I met a girl here who actually studied at the university I would have studied in French, in France. The girl was French. And she said, like, that university sucks. So I, <laughs> safe to say, I made a pretty good uh, choice. Yeah, so as I kind of said, I've always wanted to study abroad. Like, I came to UF knowing that I wanted to do it just because I've never really gotten the chance to travel to Europe with my family. And it's something that I've always, always wanted to do. Europe has been so interesting to me. So I knew I wanted to do it because I knew once I started working full time, I was just not going to get the opportunity to do anything like this ever again. So that's kind of why I decided. Um, as I said, I had been planning this for like two years and then it kind of got postponed. Funny enough, Kamehu was like deciding to studying abroad, like very last minute. Like I remember I walked into um, the apartment, like hang out with the guys or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I just, I just signed up for Spain. <laughs> well, I had like signed up literally like months in advance. So it's like, you don't have to have any like super rigid thing on like, oh, I've been planning this for years or months or whatever. It can be a spontaneous decision, kind of like how Hameho did. So um, there's that, but kind of the only options I had were either Madrid or somewhere in Germany. And personally, as I said, I've just never been to Europe. And I just, of course, felt a lot more comfortable being in Madrid just to the language as I'm completely fluent. So it was kind of just a no-brainer. Honestly, just the thought of living in Madrid was much cooler to me personally than living in Germany. But of course, I know that just really depends on the person and your tastes and et cetera. Um, but yeah, just kind of asking Jose just to get a completely new experience and the, prop, like the possibility to just travel really literally wherever you want during a weekend is really what pulled me in just so I can get to know Europe, I can get to know Spain um, at my own liberty and at my own will with just a bunch of friends sounds, well, it is amazing. Um, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as uh, Sophia. I was never in Europe before, and I was really, really excited. At, I had been thinking about it for quite a, quite some time. I think since freshman year, I was already talking to the advisor and stuff. And, you know, I was kind of stuck on just waiting for applications to open and stuff and literally refreshing every semester, um, like, for the application to open. And, like I said before, like, it's a rolling basis and stuff um, and getting everything on check. Um, the reasons why I chose Barcelona and this program was... My program is actually only a trimester, so I finished class in mid-March. Um, <clears throat> so it was kind of like a good time for me to have like a good three to four weeks of like break before like internship season starts in the summer. And as long as you had enough classes to fill the minimum amount in, at UF and in the Spain University, it was fine. Um, and then another really big reason is that my best friend that um, is from Colombia, he actually moved to Barcelona like four years ago. And I mean, I legitimately having I see him like once every year but I really wanted to be uh in the like 
that we could live in the same city. And I'm a big uh, Barcelona fan and stuff, so I really wanted to come to, like, somewhere that he, you know, he has a bunch of friends there and stuff, and we could do, like, a bunch of stuff. And I think I, I've loved the city so far. Um, it has, like, mountain, city, and beach at the same time. So I, I don't know. I think that those two things, the part about classes, that it just matched with what I needed for my minor and the fact that kind of he was there and I had, like, and I wanted that culture and kind of environment kind of pulled me to, towards that city. Okay, so next question is, how are you managing classes and traveling, traveling during your time abroad? So, as I said, just classes aren't too crazy difficult. Like, I've never had to do homework during a weekend. I can always get it done during the week when I have to. But um, another kind of related to classes, try to the best to make your schedule, like, the most flexible you can. Um, personally, in regards to attendance, I know we all skip class at US, and I know we never go, and it's always fine because it's recorded, but here they do check for attendance. And at least in Comillas, the university that Daniel and I are at, um, if you miss a certain amount of classes, like you just fail the class. So you kind of have to go. But I only have classes Monday. I have an 8 a.m. on Monday, but then I only have a Thursday, that same 8 a.m. until 10 a.m. So I literally start my weekend like Thursdays at 10 a.m. So I'm booking flights Thursday and coming back Sunday night, which gives me like two full days and two half days to go wherever I want and travel and really experience where I'm going. So it's not a hard manage at all. And if you do have to do some work, like the probability that you can probably do work on like a bus or a train or anything like that, like if you have to do it, you can do it. You know what I mean? Um, or if you have to take like maybe an hour apart from traveling and just kind of sit at a coffee shop to do something, that's also something that's honestly super doable. So I haven't had a tough time personally myself, but you know, there are some trips where I just have to miss either like a Thursday or a Monday class. So I'm reserving like, okay, I can only miss, let's say like five classes for my sustainability class. Um, I'm planning on only missing two during the semester. So I make sure that I'm not failing the class. And it's not like one of those things where it's like attendance is part of your grade. It's just like if you miss more than five, you fail. It's not like, oh, you missed two, so you get this percentage off of your grade. It's just that like give all threshold. Um, so yeah, that's how I'm personally doing it. Uh, yeah, for me personally, there's a lot of the classes uh, go by projects with the groups and stuff. And uh, like all my classes are either three of them are with like inter uh, Spanish people from Barcelona or and one of the other ones is like with international students. And luckily, like um, they're not as hard and stuff. And I, it's really weird because I have classes from like with like freshmen and another one with sophomores and another one with seniors and stuff. So it's like a really good mix of like meeting all these people from like different groups because they really go by at least in my university for like groups so it's like the morning group and then the afternoon group i have it like all spread out um i do have classes like the whole week so that definitely kind of shortens the amount of the weekend that i can do um but i do get the flexibility that i can miss class because there's like no attendance unless it's like a seminar which might be like in the middle of the week or such um and again there's not that many assignments that you're going to be like i need to be in class for um so yeah, I just spend, like Sophie said, like the weekend is the best opportunity for you to travel. And then you just kind of catch up during the week, like do everything that you can. I, I like, I remember at the beginning of the semester, I was just like planning like, okay, what am I going to do the other weekends, booking flights and stuff, um, especially because prices go up and stuff. And then checking, okay, like what, what's going to happen? Things change. Things do change like with time. Um, like I had to move a flight that I was going to do to London because I have finals um coming up and then I well I, I definitely do have to study because like I said it's like a lot a lot of the part of your grade um so that is something to consider yeah I think what Fred mentioned about working Monday through Wednesday or during the weekdays and then traveling in the week 
ends is like the best um, because the workload is sufficient to the point where like it takes up your like working hours during the week, but it's not excessive to the point where you need to work on the weekend. So it's honestly a great, there couldn't be a better balance between school and like traveling than, than at least I'm currently offered with the classes I'm taking. A strong suggestion I would say is to not have class on Fridays. Like this sounds like obviously sometimes out of your control, but for example, when I started the semester, I had a, like a, Monday, a Friday morning class, and at first I wasn't gonna change it, but then after enough friends have told me like you should really change it, like I ended up changing it to like a Monday afternoon class. Like it has been like by far one of the best decisions. Like had I had that Friday class, I probably couldn't have gone like on like 90% of the chips I've I, I, gone on so far. Which well honestly I could have still done, but like not enjoyed as much because you know time would be cut significantly shorter. So. I think that would be my strongest suggestion to not have a Friday class or, I mean, or a Monday class, but I mean, Friday's a lot better. Um, yeah. One thing I will add is traveling itself and like planning travel and planning flights and all that stuff is like a part-time job or like a secondary class because <laughs> you're on Google Flights, you're on Google Explorer, you're on Skyscanner and you're figuring out when's the best weekend to go where, when's the cheapest, who am I going with? So personally... And I didn't say this, but I really don't pay attention in class. I'm fully like planning on my Excel sheets, like where I'm going and how. Of course, I pay enough attention to be able to do well in the class, but that I think is also just a time-consuming thing within itself. So that's also what I'm doing Monday through Thursday, um, which is planning. So do take that into consideration that like trips are not just gonna like magically fall in your lap. Sometimes they do, but the majority of them they don't. So. Uh, just take that into consideration that you will have to give a bit of time to make sure that you're going where you want, etc., etc. Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely agree. Like, I think even this past, like, Wednesday or Tuesday, um, I was texting, like, coming from Sophie, hey, guys, where are we going to stay? And then we're booking it. Like, I was in class. Like, we're getting the details. Like, okay, well, let's do this place and stuff. And obviously, getting, getting things in advance is way better. And when you have a big group, you have to kind of, like, think in advance as well because there's a lot of, like, moving parts. Um, so it's something that you have to consider. Okay, so the next question is, what are some of the hardest parts about studying abroad and how are you managing it? So example, missing friends, FOMO, uh, leadership roles, etc. Um, I think that the lucky part about like, I guess studying abroad compared to other situations is that a lot of people in SHEP and stuff have been doing like internships during the summer. So, you know, not having your friends around for a good amount of time, like two to three months is kind of usual it is definitely hard that you know you come back and then it's like the summer and then you leave again and stuff um that's kind of one of the reasons why i want to go back and see everybody from gainesville before i go for the summer internship especially because next year um it's gonna be at least my last year before i graduate so it's gonna be like the last opportunity to enjoy everything um i think that in terms of like uh fear of missing out um i think that i when i was younger i would like i think i was really pressed about it but you learn that like everything comes at a moment and everybody has their moment for something. So I already know that a lot of friends are gonna travel in the future and are gonna do this exact same thing. And I'm gonna be like, oh wow, like that's so cool that they traveled, right? Like how other people might see us and stuff. And then they're obviously going out and stuff and partying and we might miss that to some degree. But it's just like every, everybody's not gonna do that at the same time. So um, that time will come again, again, like I said, in the last, in the last uh, year, I think that like how Camille said do this like in the sophomore junior year and how Sophie said she was wanting to do it like in the beginning because you really want to get that like last really strong year that you're back at UF before like you graduate yeah so relating to one of the hardest parts about studying abroad 
first thing that comes to mind, funny enough, is managing your finances because uh, traveling is quite expensive and it can be a very slippery slope if you don't track it um, because honestly, it's traveling at least every weekend, if not every other weekend. So I think budgeting accordingly is really good. Uh, that's just one perspective. And with regards to like the points that I mentioned, like FOMO, missing friends, leadership roles, etc. FOMO, honestly, no filter. There's absolutely none. Like <laughs> there's no. Uh, and re like regards to like missing friends, like friends last an entire life. Experiences only last like a few months. So um, also fear of missing out. Like we're gonna be in Gainesville for like three and a half years, four years. Like you're gonna be missing out. Like going to the range or something. Like that happens like every weekend. Like. Um, and also family and family and friends can come to actually have one friend who's in Madrid right now who I'm going to see tomorrow and then another friend's coming in a few weeks so they can also visit unless you're like in Hong Kong or something like <laughs> good luck like you'll, you can probably FaceTime and um, I think honestly that, those would be the hardest part <laughs> your finances are pretty important yeah so kind of like I mean what they said like I love all of you with every single drop of my heart, but I really don't miss too much like, oh, like let's say like going to loft or like going to social or like, you know, like all these other things because like I've already done it for now like three years and like it's stuff that I miss. If anything, I miss like hanging out with like chipitos that are really close to me because yes, we make friends here and like I'm fully with Camejo, but you know, it's people that you just met. It's like new friendships. Sometimes I really miss like having those like intimate friends be with me um that i will say but that's why there's facetime like that's why i can like just call them up and stuff like that so like that part is manageable something that personally i think hit me very hard and i think this is very much so a me thing was having to say no or let go of potential leadership roles that i could have held by coming here so for example like i had to um stop doing right scholars because i couldn't do it virtual which is something that I thought I was going to be like, oh, okay, whatever, but I'm actually really sad I wasn't able to finish the program. Um, other things, it's like, I would have loved to apply to Cicerones again, and, like, I just couldn't, you know what I mean? And it's like, you know, like, what if I hadn't had to come here? Like, what if I been a Cicerone? Like, what if I been X, Y, and Z, you know what I mean? Um, and, you know, you guys know me, like, especially for me, that's something that is quite tough, so that's something that I've been personally dealing with, but, you know, like, my friends and my family have told me, like, bro, like, you're in Europe, you know what I mean? Like, being a Cicerone lasts until you graduate. You know, this is like a once in a lifetime experience, which is totally right. But just like, that's just something that I've been, um, you know, kind of like dealing with, but you know, it's okay. Leadership roles will be there when I come back for other things. So um, there's that, but I will say that's the hardest part. Um, kind of dabbling on the finance stuff, kind of an additional question that I just thought of. How are you guys paying for studying abroad? Um, like in what in in what sense? Yeah, like how are you affording it? Like scholarships? Um, how did you save, etc.? Yeah, I think that like um, I was like I said like planning this in advance, so I definitely like saved up a lot of money from past internships and like if I worked anything like in between classes and like in between like seasons and stuff. Um, and I think that's something very important to consider with that. It's just how Camilo said like it's kind of a slippery slope, and you need to understand that not everybody has like the same like financial capabilities and stuff and you sometimes you know you have to say yes or no you have to take the decision of saying can i do can i really do this trip i am for the person that like if you do a trip enjoy it to the max like don't hold back but again have that consideration before you do this trip and again the planning ahead really really pays off this like trip we were like thinking about it but like only waiting a day or two can like increase like prices by like 50 70 euros like really really sharply so um i personally yeah like saving up from internships and stuff 
I'm like gonna work so much this summer to make up for so much that I spend that I, while I'm here. Um, but I think it's 100% worth it. Like, for example, I'm trying to plan to go to another two or three Barcelona games, and that is something that I can, there's no way I can do that somewhere else because the stadium is only here, the people that are, like, the fans are here, like all these stuff that, yeah, like if I like, pay for a movie here, I can watch the movie in the US, you know? But that's not the same experience. So those are things that I really, really value. And that I think that you're not going to get again because you're not going to be living here. You're not going to come uh, for visiting for a week and then say, I'm definitely going to go to this game for that. Because it may not match your schedule, but, but while you're living here, you can definitely do that. Um, yeah, for as regards for paying it, you just got to allocate like a certain amount at like the beginning. I honestly should have done more or paid for more scholarships, uh, or you know, applied to more scholarships just because um, obviously it helps. Although, honestly, regards to financing, I mean, you work. And for working, you get paid. So, I mean, and also, traveling here isn't that expensive. So, it's not like I'm budgeting, like, 10K or something like that, like, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, this one, the, no? no. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. This one was just like, guys, plan ahead. Actually, it's not that expensive. It's not that deep. No, no, I mean, no, it is. Okay, each trip by itself is not that expensive. Like, right now, this Bilbao is, like, I, would, I have to estimate, like, two to 300. Which, I mean, for doing, like, a three-day trip with, like, 12 friends, I don't think is that much. Um, but with that being said, they add up very quick. So, that is true, that is true. So I guess it's not it's cheap in the sense that each trip individually is cheap. But multiply times 12 weeks, that's like not very cheap. Yeah, you're definitely going to spend like, if again, if you're trying to book absolutely every weekend and stuff, you're, and it is, it becomes exhausting. Like you're, you really don't catch a break, but it's, you know, you're young, like enjoy it. Um, I will say like, as we said, like if you do an exchange program, Bright Futures covers your tuition. Personally, I applied to some of the UF engineering scholarships and I got two of those. So I got $2,000 from UF engineering to come study abroad. And I had been saving for like two years. So I came with very transparent, like $5,000 to allocate just for travel. Um, the rest of my finances, like groceries and stuff like that, I was allocating just as I do in Gainesville. Because honestly, the conversion for groceries, groceries and food is cheaper, at least in Spain, right? Like I, if I bought the same amount of groceries that I do in Gainesville, I honestly think it'd be like, three-fourths of the cost um, and the food is also really good here so those are kind of like the three means that I did I will say I got a little lazy in the fall with applying to scholarships I didn't apply to Gilman um, and I didn't do all this other stuff which you definitely can um, also just another thing if you get FAFSA or Pell Grants and you do an exchange program it will you will get that money like the money is gonna be there for you so that's also another thing like whatever scholarships you get in a normal semester if you do an exchange program you will get while you're abroad right um, so that's kind of how I paid for that. But we are running a little short on time, so kind of the last question. What has been the most memorable or crazy experience so far for you guys? Uh, yeah, so uh, for me, um, the first trip that I did internationally was going to Paris. And something that happened to me was that the first day that like I got to class and stuff, or like even before that, I checked my schedule and I was not supposed to have class on Mondays. Like it was not showing up on the schedule, so I was like chilling, I can have sort of similar to coming from Sophie, like a four, three or four day weekend. But then flash forward, I go to the first day of class. I missed my entire day of class because I didn't know how class after orientation. And then I checked out the schedule out and I actually did. So I already had book flights to kind of go like the weekend, including Monday. So I actually went to Madrid to kind of visit them and I lost my Monday classes because that was already booked. And the same thing happened with another trip. However, I made a trip to Paris and this this one I did, I think I knew like, okay, I definitely have to go, come back Monday. 
and I decided to come back Monday at six in the morning. And so I left Friday. I was there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday, um, I woke up like at three or four in the morning from the Airbnb, took uh, took like an Uber, Cabify, whatever, to the airport, got on the plane, all this stuff. I arrived in Barcelona at like nine in the morning. I had class at ten thirty, so I took the metro that takes like a good 45 minutes and I just went straight to class. Like I had brought my computer because I was like, this is definitely gonna happen. I took the metro straight to class, just switched lines when I needed to and I arrived five to 10 minutes. No, I arrived like 10 minutes before class started to the building and I was like, I was running on like four hours of sleep. I was like one hour, ahead, one hour before I was in Paris and now I'm in Barcelona. So that was probably the craziest for me. I think funny enough, one of the craziest experiences for me was like yesterday. Before, <laughs> before yesterday, you guys laugh, but like actually, like we went to San Juan. I don't even know. It's like yeah. some Basque name. The it's like a very iconic. Like they recorded Game of Thrones there, and one of the reasons why it was so like memorable for me is because, okay, like, typical tourism goes like this: you go to City X, you do activities X, Y, and Z that are like very typical. Like for example, you go to Madrid, you go to El Palacio Real, you go to El Palacio del Retiro, and you go. To sort. All right, cool. You just did what like six million other people did like in a year. Like that's nothing, nothing to memorable. But in the case of us, when we went to San Juan yesterday, it was so off the beaten path because we were, literally were on a beaten path. Like <laughs> literally. the bus dropped us off in like an hour away from destination. We walked in like forty-five minutes to an hour to the place all along the coast, which it was a surreal experience. Like you're in the middle of nowhere with all your friends walking along by the beach on like, huge cliffs. Like it was amazing. And then. Funny enough, what makes it also memorable is that on the way back there was a strike and we couldn't go back for two hours. Like the bus, <laughs> the workers were on strike, the taxi drivers were on strike, the bus drivers were on strike. After the whole, you know, rainbows and sunshine was done of the experience. Also, the place I really wanted to go to for a while, which is pretty notable to mention. I saw it and I really wanted to go. But anyways, on the way back, there was no way to get back. Like, <laughs> uh, literally like, stranded. Literally stranded. It was like we were staying at the bus stop. They told us the bus would come at 6:30. It was 7:10. Some guy pulls up and he's like, yo, they're on strike. No one's coming. Um, and we're like, damn. Like, so we just have to wait. So, I mean, pretty memorable in the sense that this is something I want to do for a very long time with cool people. And also, I mean, when the, when in the U.S. will you not go on the RTS because the workers are on strike? Like, <laughs> like yeah, so I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, you won't get in just because you missed it or the bus app just doesn't work. For me, honestly, Kamehoe kind of stole my story, but whatever, <laughs> it's okay. But honestly, you know, for me personally, as I said, like, I just always wanted to come here. So every time I've traveled to, like, somewhere that I think is absolutely magnificent, that is the crazy experience for me. Like, I am here. Like, when we went to the Game of Thrones thing, like, I knew it was going to be pretty, but I was just standing there, and I'm like, I am fully in Basque country in Spain, standing in front of this thing. It was just, you know, things like that just are super-duper crazy to me, and, like, that's that's why I came here, you know? Like, I wanted to have those crazy experiences every time I came here. Um, so I know that there's so many core memories being made, just, like, traveling with friends. Like, we were a group of 12 for this trip, and we were all just, like, in one hostel together. So it's just stuff like that that is really, like, making this trip unforgettable or, like, this experience unforgettable. And kind of just to wrap it up kind of with that, um, of course, first of all, if any of you guys have any questions about studying abroad or our experience or you have any follow-ups, please, please, please message any of us. Um, just, like, DM us on Instagram if you don't have any of our numbers, and we can, like, definitely answer these questions for you. But second of all, if you're thinking about it, do it. Like, personally, like, I 
honestly, being so honest with you guys, like November, I was like, am I really doing this? Like, am I really going to Europe? I was really doubting it. I'm like, oh, like maybe I'll just like stay here, like with like Ho Ho and like my friends and whatever, like do she keep on doing Shep and like, you know, like you guys were asking me like, are you excited? Are you excited? And I'm like, I am low key so fearful right now. I am so fearful. Like, what if I don't like it? All this stuff, but you know, I think about that right now and like. Like, November so feels so silly. Like, just come. It's a great experience. You're going to meet a lot of people. And, like, you know, thank God I know Fed and, and Danny here, which, like, elevates the experience a lot more. But even if I didn't, you're going to meet great, great people that you never knew you were going to meet. So, you know, just have, definitely just come out. Do you guys have any last words? Yeah, no. Like like Sophie said, like, I think I it doesn't kind of hit you until you're, like, at least for me, like, at the airport, I was like, oh, damn, like, I'm taking this trip. Like, it's, like, one of the, yeah, probably the longest flight that I've taken and stuff. And, like... I think that when you're, when you're, whatever you are, the trips, Barcelona, Spain, Madrid, whatever it is, like, just absorb the fact that, like, what you're doing. Like, you were, like, in this little town and stuff, and then now you're, like, in this, like, completely different environment. It's, like, a really, it's such a different lifestyle, and I think it's really cool to just see, like, how other people around the world, like, I think we all, like, like to travel, so we really enjoy that and, like, absorb that. Um, and I know that, a lot of other people might be like very fearful and be like, no, that's not for me and stuff. I think that it can take you out of your bubble so much and just teach you just so much about like, not only yourself, but like what you're capable of um, and like how, how far you can reach. And, and I can come back and say, I did this. And nobody can take that away from you ever because you, you really did. And yeah, there is obviously support systems and, and luckily you, like Sophie said, you have face and you have all these other stuff, but there's times where you're gonna face a problem and you're gonna and you're gonna resolve it because it, it just happens. But um, yeah, I definitely like she said, like please, please, please reach out. Like, I mean, we're gonna be there back in the fall, so <laughs> definitely, definitely talk to us. There's so much stuff that we can like. It's three to four months of being here, you know. So there, there's a lot of stories to tell. Yeah, I think my last words too are do it. Like, you know, <laughs> like just uh, do it. No, just honestly, do it. like even if there's a remote thought of doing it, like there should be no hesitation because. When studying abroad, like, I mean, traveling in general, you grow without, maybe without noticing, like, exponentially as a person because, I mean, just take the two scenarios you can take, either go or don't go. You don't go, you stay with the same thing you've been doing for the past year and a half. Well, like, there's, the room for growth is, like, minimal. If you go, there's endless amount of growth. Like, we're talking about, like, endless meeting new people in other places, endless, like, being, like, um, immersed in other cultures. Like, on the last time we went to Andorra, like, um, Everything closed at seven. Like, where else? Like, why does everything close at seven? Like, I mean, you just, it, it makes you start to like reconsider your underlying assumptions. So yeah, just you grow and you take it. Like, yeah, that's pretty much it. There's no other way to describe it. Do it because you just grow more than you would in any other place. This man just hit you with a statistical just facts. All right, thank you guys for joining. And if you guys have any questions, as we said, please, please, please reach out. Sorry, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Thank you, guys.